what is up everyone i am back i took a little break last week mostly because i was just super lazy and not really feeling like recording an episode you know it's just one of those non-productive days i guess um but we're back and we're better than ever um no joke there i actually am doing really well so I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, something I quickly wanted to talk about because I have to hear other people's opinions or knowledge on this topic because I am completely oblivious to it and don't really know what it is as I learned this past weekend. So, with that being said, last Sunday, so this past Sunday, literally two or through whatever it was this past sunday um i was going to a pumpkin patch with my friends and they were talking about how it was a bones day and i had no idea what that meant i thought it was in reference to something halloweenish like skeletons or something i don't know i had never heard of it apparently it's a tiktok thing and i'm a tiktok fanatic so i was like why the hell have i not been exposed to this like i just am completely unaware of what is going on and then they explained that basically this guy makes a video with his dog who is a really chubby pug um i think his name is bones but again correct me if i'm wrong because i'm a complete idiot on this subject anyways so basically he like holds the dog and if the dog like falls or plops or stand or yeah falls then it's a no bones day but if he stands i guess then it's a bones day i don't know bones days are supposed to be positive and good i think today is also a bones day correct me if i'm wrong though i don't know i did find the account and i have started following it so hopefully i should become more aware but yeah sorry for that little rant i just oh my god my computer is freaking out sorry for that little rant totally thought that nobody else knew what the fuck that was but here i am not knowing things per usual anyways i hope you guys have been having a pretty good week we're that much closer to halloween and i just want to know what everyone's halloween costume is because I feel like people start planning really early, like I saw a lot of TikTok videos about Halloween costume ideas way back in fucking August, which was stressing me out. I was like, whoa, 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 we still have two months to go, there's no rush to have this crazy costume or whatever, but because I'm a girl and I like makeup and I like hair and whatever, I, of course, want to go all out. I've had some pretty iconic costumes. With that being said, I think my most iconic costume ever was when I was 10 years old. I got an Angry Bird costume and I stuffed it with pillows. I was the red Angry Bird, um, which was fitting because I'm a ginger, so that was funny. And I just looked like this giant Angry Bird. I wish I had a photo that I could share on the Insta for that, but I'd have to look into the depths of some camera film which i don't know i don't know if i'm feeling that anyways i have various costume ideas for this year i'm not going to reveal it this week but i'll reveal it next week um right before halloween so stay tuned for that not that you care at all but um i'm just throwing it out there i stole two of these ideas from tiktok and because they were easy and cheap and i was like okay and then one costume idea i already have bought or i had bought a long time ago and I just never put it to use so I'm gonna put it to use this year potentially I also really have no idea what the fuck I'm doing on Halloween I want to do like a bar crawl with my friends I don't know if they do that in Denver um it'd be fun to go to a costume party but I don't know if anyone's gonna throw one and if I'll get invited that so if you are having one feel free to shoot me an invite because I may show up anyways I thought 
that today would be a great day to talk about something that many of you listeners may struggle with or you're currently dealing with or it's your current situation, whatever it may be. So because this is an all things relatable podcast, this topic should be relatable to most of you. And if it's not relatable to you, then that's okay. It should still be a pretty good episode. But let's hop into it, shall we? Okay, so I figured I would give the crowd a day in the corporate life of me. Um, Again, not that you care, but I feel like it's fairly similar to other people's corporate jobs. So yeah, um, if you don't know what a corporate job is, because that's a very general term, and I always thought a corporate job, if I'm being honest, was something like on Wall Street or your CPA or I don't know, but that's really not what that is. I mean, it may those kind of fall under the umbrella, but a corporate job is essentially when you work for someone else. So you're not you're you're not working for yourself. And like some of you, I do work in a corporate job. So I have a eight to five schedule. Um, the only reason I have an eight to five instead of a nine to five or an eight to four is because I chose to modify my schedule so that I work nine hour days so that then I could have every other Friday off. This is very beneficial to me, one, because I cherish my weekends, and I particularly am a huge fan of Fridays, so I have that one weekday where no one's really out because everyone's working, and I can get all my errands done, or I can just relax and just take a break. So, I chose to do that. I also could have had the option to choose 10-hour days and then just have every Friday off, but um, I cherish sleep too much. Sleep. (laughs) I cherish sleep too much to do that. So I'm really lucky in the sense that I can modify my schedule in that way. It's not necessarily set. I just really have to be around from nine to three because that's when we have a lot of stuff going on and meetings and so forth but other than that my schedule is very flexible and I thoroughly enjoy that that's one perk of my specific job um anyways I just want to say because you know today was a work day like anything else um with corporate jobs you know I have to say I am emotionally done with the work day at 2 30 to 3 like I just I just cut off. Um, I'm just no longer there. I'm obviously there, but not in spirit. Or I'm there in spirit, but I'm not, you know, I don't know if you know, that's a horrible way to explain it. But I just can no longer engage, if that makes sense. Like, I'm no longer productive because I, at that point, I have become a zombie and I needed my nap and I just need, maybe I need to eat something. I don't really know. But I'm emotionally done around 3 p.m. is what I'm trying to say. And to be fair, I get up at, you know, fairly early. I, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I work remotely, so I basically literally roll out of bed at 7.55 and start working at 8. So I just roll out with whatever I'm wearing typically and then change later. I don't know. I don't care. really depends on if I have to do meetings that day or not. But I know everyone used to tweet, like, let's wake up, let's get this bread as, like, some encouragement, you know, get up, be productive. I will tell you that I actually do not want to get this bread. In fact, bread is horrible. Um, Every day is pretty much a grind, like, truly. And it's not that I hate my job, and I'll kind of get into that, but I hate getting up early. Like, I'm not a morning person. I was not designed nor built 
to work early or to do anything early for that matter. So I'm not like the sweetest person to wake up to, um, unfortunately. But yeah, I am quite literally only fueled by caffeine and coworker drama, which is the best, obviously. Um, my coffee routine begins throughout, begins early in the day and then lasts throughout the day. Um, I essentially drink around, I would estimate, four cups typically. Um, but then again, I'm one of those people who likes cr- uh, coffee with my cream. <laughs> I love cream. Not that I won't drink like black coffee. Like if I need to be working and I need to absolutely be on my shit, then I am drinking straight black coffee or just espresso shots at that point because that is the only thing that keeps me alive. Um, I because I drink so much coffee and it's typically earlier in the day, I typically fit my eight hours into one hour of the workday. So I get eight hours of work done in like one to two hours of time. So I'm actually a very productive worker. Like I'm not lazy. I'm not sitting around. I get all of my work done in an extremely timely and efficient manner, but because it's only like that one or two hour slot a day, then I have, I'm at that point giving myself nothing to do. So it kind of backfires. Um, typically the work that I'm doing, I'll say, is a lot of menial tasks, which I think is pretty normal for corporate jobs. Like, I do a lot of emails. I work with Excel 24-7, um, which I'm kind of grateful for because I've always been fascinated about the application and how the fuck it works and the different functions and various things. So that's been fun to toy around with, and now I consider myself kind of an expert. Probably not, though, in any standard. Um... But yeah, anything to look like I'm working um, when I'm not. (laughs) That's not, and again, I do work. I want to say that I am a hard worker. Like, I'm a busy bee. I need to have things to do. But when I don't have work, you have to look like you're working, obviously. So you need to keep that green active Gmail light on anything really to do that. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't really feel challenged necessarily in my job sometimes. I think that's fairly normal and we can talk about that later in the episode. But yeah, I it's just a lot of constant clicking to make sure that green light stays on. And I hate to say it, but money really is such a big underlying motivator. And people lie about it and say that it's not, but it, it so is. Especially when you're actually out of college and actually facing the real world and the bills that you have to pay and everything just hits you like a fucking brick and you just you're not prepared for it but that's where money comes in I was originally offered a job way back in February and this was a job that you know had to do with my psychology degree um it would be it would have been as a behavioral technician which would have been really rewarding work um you know hard nonetheless like any other job but very rewarding in the sense of I'd be getting true job experience to something that I eventually want to do so obviously that was the path I was looking to take um I was quite disappointed in the pay for the job like the income was simply almost not I mean in terms of Denver standards or Colorado standards in general Um, it really was dissatisfying and I was just blown away that such an important job like that could get paid like so less, so much less. But then again, mental health, really, there's no funding towards it. Just look at the NIH for that. Um, I don't need to tell you that by any means. Um, 
but yeah that was something i actually should have done and it would have given me a lot of valuable experience but money had me thinking so then i just kept applying you know just to have some backups just in case and i eventually got a job as a contractor which wasn't something i was looking to do at all but now I mean, I, I like it. Um, it's not something, I, again, that I was expecting to do. But a big motivator for me applying for that job and actually wanting to do it is because the pay was astronomically higher than the other job. Like, to the point where I'm able to live on my own. And that is that was extremely appealing to me and really the biggest appeal factor in general. Um, so it's sad that I had to make that decision, you know, passion versus money. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest with you. I I need money, okay? There's so many things that I want to buy. I mean, I'm I'm an impulsive buyer too, which is horrible, but I, you know, I have lots of things I need to work on as a person and that's one of them. Um for example, like I need to buy a couch for my apartment. Do you guys know how fucking expensive couches are? Because if you don't, if you don't just look it up, they you typically range from like 800 to like $3,000. Like the, especially the good quality ones, like you're obviously paying more for quality. And I want to invest in a couch. I actually went on a rant on this this past weekend to a friend, but I want to invest in a couch because I don't want to have to keep rebuying couches once they fall apart because I bought it for $70 off of Facebook Marketplace and it has fucking fleas because the person doesn't take care of it. You know, I'm just terrified of those horror stories and I really genuinely want a nice couch. Like, I want new things for my apartment that I can keep for a really long time and to the point where eventually I'll have enough money, hopefully disposable income where it won't matter, but I'm 22, and money is everything to me, okay, $20, $20 is crazy to me, I'm like, yes, yes, anything for $20, $20. like, I love money, and I need money desperately, and couches are just an extremely <laughs> insane expense, and so I'm saving up for a couch, and that, again, like, I need money, so I, I would never have been able to even afford a couch on that behavioral tech income, so that's disappointing, and also, while you're at it, while you're looking at couch prices, why don't you take a gander at rug prices, because that's even more crazy to me, for a fucking rug that goes on your floor, like a, like, a, oh my god, a rug can run up to like six to ten grand just for a fucking area rug like are you blowing my mind and a lot of them are not cute like they have weird patterns and designs maybe it's just not my aesthetic i don't know pisses me off that it's so expensive and for what for what like i just want to know is it hand weaved because if then whatever but i doubt it is anyways what i'm trying to say is i have a certain lifestyle that i aspire to live and that I want to have and so to get that I have to make good money because I'm one not married two not dating three not interested in dating because men suck although you know I mean I shouldn't say that I have a but you know there's there's people you know I'm not going to divulge there's people on my radar but like I'm so young and I have so many things I need to do it's like dating is kind of the last thing on my mind especially considering the fallout from my past two relationships that y'all hear about all the time on this fucking podcast I just need to take some time myself I need to be my own breadwinner okay and I want to be like I don't I don't want or expect anyone else to pay for me I don't I don't need that 
it, it'd be nice to have more supplemental income, but I have no desire to get married or any of that bullshit right now because one, I just think I'm too young and I can hardly decide what I'm going to wear for the day, let alone a lifelong decision or commitment. So with that being said, I need to be my own breadwinner. Thank you, Casey Musgraves. Anyways, um, and you know, another thing, a bitch got to pay rent. <laughs> like from my last episode, as you guys know, I'm not a huge fan of having roommates. I just, I prefer to live on my own, just completely avoidant of all problems. I get to decorate things the way that I want them to. I get to live the way that I want to and yada, 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 yada. Um, but rent is fucking expensive to live on your own. Okay. Studio apartment is insane in Denver, which is why I really just want to up and move to fucking Kansas or like some bullshit because these rent prices are just so unfucking believable. And for someone who doesn't even want to live in Colorado, like I have no desire to live here. Um, I'm only tied here because of my job. Uh, yeah, that's, that's ass. Like it sucks, but that's where I'm at and I just need to figure shit out. Um, yeah, I, if only, like, Texas would be, would be it, like, the South would be it, I could buy a house right now with the money I have there, but I could never do that in Denver, okay, so at the end of the day, a bitch has to pay rent, and I'm just really happy to have, like, an actual paycheck that is helping me, you know, progress towards that lifestyle, like, I have a very, I get paid nicely, okay, and not being broke is really great, I really appreciate that, so there's my little rant, I mean, I don't know, I might switch out of this job, you know, at some point, um, I don't know, till I find something that I'm completely passionate about, but I say that, and then, you know, you get all this training, and you get promoted, and, you know, there is a lot of room to move where I'm at, so it's a total toss-up, and I'm just really unsure of where the future is going to take me, but that's okay. I, all I know is that I do want to go back to school. I want to pursue higher education. I want to get my MSW. I still want to do something in psychology, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Um, all I know is that it's going to be really hard to go to school after all of COVID and just not being in school. Um, breaks are really hard to take when it comes to school, so I don't know. We'll see about that. Stay tuned. Anyways, um, there's a lot of perks to working remotely. Um, some people hate it. Some people love it really depends on the person. I have to say I am loving it, totally loving it. I can get up straight from bed to work. It's amazing. I don't really have to spend any amount of time deciding on business casual outfits to wear or anything like that. Um, I have access to food and coffee, um, which is great and also horrible though because, you know, that weight gain, bro. Anyways, um, and there's no commute. That's a, such a huge thing. Like, because everyone works typically at the same time when it comes to corporate work, you know, you have rush hour and you have traffic. It's like the fucking bane of my existence. So I'm so glad that I don't even have to worry about that. And I also, going off of that, I th believe that working remotely is pretty environmentally friendly. You're, like, you're not putting gas into the air. Like, win-win for the environment and for you. So that's exciting. I also really enjoy the fact of, like, being able to work from anywhere, um, which gives you a lot of 
opportunities to travel. It expands those opportunities. So um, I, you know, you obviously should take into account like the time difference and all of that fun stuff, but I am able to work from anywhere, which is super convenient and awesome, which I love. But going off of that, like I said, there's also some downsides to working. And I think the biggest one for me is that I feel like I'm almost becoming increasingly anti- antisocial, which is sad because I'm an extreme extrovert. So I definitely have felt like a slight personality shift just based on that lack of personal interaction with people. And that also sucks because I don't really have the chance to meet people or create work friends because I'm not in a physical environment with them. So I'd appreciate, you know, actually getting together and doing stuff with my coworkers, but here we are. Um, it's going to be that much harder to go back in person because of this shift. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, As of right now, my job isn't set to do that until next year. And even then, we'd probably be in the office like four to five times a month. So that's pretty sparse. Um, I also hate staring at screens all day. Like I obviously would recommend investing in blue light glasses because those do help. I really think so. But staring at screens is horrible for you mentally and also just uh, it gives me like a raging headache and it contributes to that lack of variety in corporate work which sucks and um one of the worst parts too is that your weekends feel so short and now I have this Sunday scary so every time Sunday comes around I'm always dreading work the next day and it's and it sucks and not to mention now I can't sleep past eight on the weekends like it's it it's pretty impossible for me to do so because of my schedule so that sucks there's just no sleeping in for me no sleeping in for Isabel I guess and overall I just feel like a sim if you've ever played sims then you know exactly what I'm talking about like you just get up you walk around, you walk into your office or a room, um, you stand in various places just waiting to be assigned your next task, like waiting for someone to click on you and be like, here, here you go. Um, that's exactly what corporate work feels like. <laughs> no joke. That is truly that such an apt description. And, you know, just to say, I, I'm not someone who doesn't want to work. Like, I'm not the girl who's like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, I need to be, I need to have a sugar daddy, like, none of that. That is so not me. I want to work. Like, I want to be put to use. Um, I definitely don't want to be sitting at a desk and machine or cubicle all day. Like, that's not the work that I want to be doing, but, um, being a stay-at-home mom would drive me crazy. Anyone who's friends with me knows that, like, I'm a super anxious, multitasker, scatterbrained Gemini, have to be doing something at all times, or I just get really easily bored and whatever, um, but I also have to work, obviously, for financial reasons, so it's not like I have a choice. I've just... I think my brain is like, you're going to like work because you have to do it anyways. (laughs) So I I don't know, just to summarize, I personally enjoy being productive and I love having tasks and I love having things to do because if I'm just sitting around and idling all day, I would lose my fucking mind. So I will say it would work would be a lot better if it was like, 
if we had events like we did in elementary school and by that I mean pizza parties or like you get awards for doing a good job rather than a congratulatory email sent to everyone like who cares and does anyone even read those emails and half the time I don't even know who that person is so I'm like I can't even congratulate you because and why would I want to because I don't even know you and I really don't know what you've contributed at all to society but if you had a pizza party not only does that let people congregate and meet the person but also it's fucking pizza so i don't know just throwing that out there to all you corporate bigwigs an idea that i think would be a big hit with the crowd so um i will say that corporate work is a ton of just not knowing what's going on like at any time um you for example I sometimes feel as though when I'm working, I completely forget my entire job description. Like, I have no idea. I'll get emails or phone calls, and I have no idea how to respond. Um, And that is a result of a serious lack of training. Like, I'm so new that I just, I, I get assigned things, and people forget. They're like, oh, wait, you haven't even learned that yet because no one's taken the time to do that. So, there's that. But there's also a, the mental capacity some days is just lacking and I don't know sometimes I think to myself am I even qualified to do anything I mean probably not uh so there's that as well (laughs) I wouldn't say my job is bleak or dreadful in the slightest I actually genuinely feel like I'm contributing and making a difference in my job mostly because it has to do with the environment and I adore the mission I completely stand for it and climate change is obviously like so close to people's hearts and you know it's getting worse every single day so I genuinely feel as though I am making a difference and that is great for the psyche like it really makes me motivated to work and to work hard um so I love that but at the same time um you know it's a corporate job I'm not I don't it's not like I'm choosing what I get to work on or who I get to work with so there's downsides. Um, I will say that I really make an effort to do stuff after work and I definitely take advantage of my weekends because those are the only days where I can really utilize all of that time and to have fun and to make up for spending time with friends and family. So I really do try to make the most of my free time because in corporate life you don't have a ton of that. You're basically just working to eventually die one day. Um, so I don't know. I will say one thing I personally love about my job, which is specific to me, but it could be specific to you. Um, a lot of my coworkers send each other like very passive aggressive emails and a lot of them are twice my age. So that's always interesting to me. I'm like, wow, it's weird to feel like I'm more of an adult communicator than many of you. Like today I get an email and it wasn't directed towards me, but <laughs> in the email, um, my coworker goes, you should let, you know, our higher-ups know that you appreciated that I did this because a lot of people at our job don't do this. And, you know, taking a total swing at every other coworker, and I was like, damn, damn girl. Um, I almost said her name on here, but that would have been horrible. Um, so, yikes. Uh, but I kind of thrive on it. I think it's kind of exciting when I get those emails because, again, drama keeps me going in all aspects of life. I will say, though, going along with that, I wish professionalism could be more casual. And 
you know, that would make it a more fun environment if it was casual. For example, I wish we could include, like, I wish it was normalized to include smiley faces or emojis in emails because you really can never tell what people are thinking unless you provide an emoji. So I think that would clear up a lot of confusion or passive aggressiveness. It could even add to it, but I would still enjoy it nonetheless. Or, you know, just wearing jeans, like, in person. Um, I haven't yet experienced that, but I know that most corporate jobs don't allow that, which is whack because not only are you dying from working, but you can't even wear some nice, comfortable pants. You kidding me? Anyways, it's not like you're wearing sweats. I'd get, I get why that would be inappropriate, but jeans? Are you kidding? Anyways, um, I also just wish that I was, me and Austin, as you all have met Austin, we talk all the time about how we wish, like, LinkedIn could be a casual, like, I keep saying, like, oh my god, I'm annoying myself, a casual place to network, so you didn't have to really amp yourself up to be this uber business personality that we all know you're not, you could just completely advocate for who you actually are, we would love that. That would make LinkedIn a lot more fun, I think, and honest, but I mean, it's just a total facade. LinkedIn's are facades, and, and it's just so annoying because corporate life and just life in general, there seems to be this set path where you, you know, you're educated all throughout your 12 years, and then you go to college, you get your degree, you get a job. Usually, that doesn't even have anything to do with your degree, You eventually retire at like 65 because that's the average age, I guess. And then people die. So I know a lot of people deviate from this a lot now, especially with millennials and Gen Z. Like they're finding different ways to do things and they're taking, they're not taking that approach, um, taking more conventional approaches. Um, I'm one of those people in the sense of, can we just pick a new age to retire because 65 just seems so far away and with climate change and everything that's going on, I don't even think we'll make it that far and I would really like to benefit from my benefits as of right now. So that would be iconic, but you know, just an idea. Um, and I know a lot of people hate corporate jobs because there's not a lot of variety and there's a severe lack of challenge because you're dealing with the same old, same old every day um but you know i think with the amount of different companies and different sizes of companies i think each company has a different vibe to it and i also think a large part of it really depends on individual preferences um but a lot of people don't find corporate work fulfilling which i completely understand however i do have to say that a fulfilling career path is anything of what you make of it you know if you don't want it if you want it to be not challenging and if you don't push yourself to do anything, then yeah, it's not going to be fulfilling. But I think people can definitely make it fulfilling work. You just have to work at doing that. Um, but I don't know. I think I saw something on Forbes that's, that said that the most successful people wake up around 4 p.m. Or no, sorry, not 4 p.m., <laughs> 4 a.m. And to that, I say fuck off. I could never wake up that early just to work. I remember when I was living in, or not living, sort of. I was sort of living at my ex's house in Washington and uh, his roommate, his his roommate's fiance, <laughs> um, she, 
her work schedule, she was working from a New York work schedule in Washington. So she had to wake up super early for business conferences. And I really felt for her. But I know she's going to be successful as fuck because of that. Because Forbes said so, I guess. Um, I will admit, though, that corporate life, corporate work, corporate world sometimes makes me want to use a toaster as a bath bomb. I will say that. Um, and I think a lot of people would because a lot of people hate corporate culture. They're very cynical about it. You know, you have all these pointless meetings, sometimes even meetings about future meetings. It's very redundant. People absolutely hate the idea of cubicles, which I completely second that, of course. And then people just genuinely want to be self-employed. They want to create their own schedules. And so there's always this desire to be this self-made person, um, you know, sometimes promotion just means you get a larger cubicle, which is just horrible. And I don't know, it's just a waste of life, I guess, is what a lot of people say. Just, you know, living under 24-7 fluorescent lighting in a cubicle in a basement somewhere isn't necessarily ideal. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think it would be nice to leave and pursue my dreams. But without resources, it's really hard to even think of doing any of that. Because you really have to have money to do anything at all anymore. Um, I have a lot of different wants, you know, like if I could right now, like up and move to Alaska or Montana or somewhere completely obsolete and just live my life out in the country, then I would totally do that. Um, or start a charcuterie shop or even podcast full time. Like that would be the fucking dream. Um, however, I don't think that's a realistic dream. (laughs) So it's just annoying because you really kind of do have to settle and compromise. And people say that you don't have to and that you can be the president if you want to be. But I don't believe that. And we can talk about that later. But I I don't. Um, People rarely get to do what they love to do, unfortunately. And if they do, they get paid severely less for it, which is horrible. You know, my best friend works with animals and it's her dream job, but she doesn't get paid anywhere near what she should, even though she has a college degree. She's extremely smart, extremely well-read, has all the necessary qualifications, but without experience or resources or anything, she's just kind of stuck, but she's also doing what she loves. So it's just, it's a handoff and it sucks that we even have to consider that. Um, it's really annoying, but you do. Life is all about compromise, and that's the unfortunate truth about it. I can't tell if this episode has been extremely cynical or not. I, My personal experience with corporate life has not been at all bad. Um, I just want to reiterate that because it hasn't. And I think people really just need to figure out what they want to do and if it's feasible and if it's not, are you going to have to settle and are you okay with it? I don't know. Um, but I'm, again, I'm only fucking 22. I have plenty of time to get another degree or do something else or look for something else, whatever that may be. So I'm not worried about it and you shouldn't be worried about it too, because at the end of the day, there's no rush. I just know that I am money hungry. (laughs) So I'm going to pursue that at least for the time being because a bitch needs a gouch and a bitch needs to pay rent. (laughs) So I don't know about y'all, but, you know, feel free to tell me about your experiences. And in fact, feel free to come on here and talk about it like we can because it's a relatable podcast and it's good to hear different points of view because everyone has a different point of view. So with that being said, 
Um, This was a total tirade of a podcast episode, very scattered. I hope you enjoyed it, though. I hope you could find something you could relate to in this episode. And if you're living your best life, good for fucking you. I can't say that's the same for me, but I'm living a good life at the moment, so that's all I can say for myself. Anyways, I hope you guys have a kick-ass Thursday, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll have a guest on. I don't know. It depends on how I'm feeling next week, if I'm feeling lazy or productive, and obviously, I can't tell that from a week away, so you'll find out when I find out. Anyways, you guys know the rules. It's ginger spice and everything nice. Bye, losers.